Well, hey there, everyone. I'm Daniel Hahn, and I'm the online campus pastor here at Oxford Assembly of God Church, and this is our podcast. And I just want to thank you for listening today. We hope the message you're about to hear inspires you, builds your faith, and helps you see that God has a purpose for your life. And now, let's get into the message. But this next guy that's coming out here is uh, doesn't need any introduction. He... Uh, You'll, you'll recognize him right off, but he's all the way from Israel and uh, came here this morning to tell you about the Christmas story in a new version. How many's looking forward to this? <laughs> Would you welcome Brother John as he comes? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Shalom. I'm John. Better known as John the Baptist. It's great having you visit with me out here in the wilderness, my home for most of my life. What's that? You want to know about Jesus? Well, everyone wants to hear about him. And I certainly don't blame them. But in order for me to tell you his story, I'll have to share a little bit about mine. See, my father, Zachariah, was a priest. And he was chosen to take a turn in the temple serving. There were many more priests than there were opportunities to serve in the temple. So they chose them by casting of lots. And so it was a great honor for my dad, Zachariah, to be chosen to serve for a week in the temple. And he knew that he would be limited to this one time. So just think about it. I am constantly amazed with God's divine timing. See, Dad was getting up in years. Matter of fact, he was just old. My mom was well past the age of childbearing, but God. But God. I could use that phrase over and over as I tell my story. But God. But God. For the one week that dad was to serve in the temple, and while he was lighting the incense, an angel appeared to him right next to the altar. Needless to say, he was fearful. But the angel told him not to fear, and then told him some startling news. The angel told him that Elizabeth, my mother, would have a child. That's me. And I would name me John and that they would rejoice at my birth. He also told him that I would be a Nazarite from birth. Now that's the reason I look so funny. A Nazarite could not cut their hair. Most Nazareths were only 
asked to serve or to be a Nazareth for a short period of time, week, two weeks, a month. But I was to remain a Nazareth, a Nazarite all my life. He also told me or told him that I would have a job to do. I would turn people's heart back toward God. I would be filled with the Spirit, even from the womb, and many would turn to the Lord their God. How would you like to have that type of responsibility? I spent my entire life preparing and fulfilling that ministry. More on that later. But needless to say, Dad was overwhelmed. He thought he and Mom would be childless. And now an angel was telling him that I would be born to them and that I would have a great impact upon the world. Of course, he asked the angel, how shall I know this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. How will I know? And the angel said, I am Gabriel. And I was sent to tell you these things and to prove what I'm saying. You will not be able to speak until the child is born. Thus shall be fulfilled in due season. And then you will be allowed to speak. Well, Dad stayed in the temple longer than normal. And people had begun to marvel and question how long he stayed in there. And they were really shocked when he came out and he couldn't speak. And through his responses, they understood that he had seen an angel. It was not long before Mom became pregnant and hid herself from the public due to her age. But she was so excited. She said, the Lord has done this for me in these days. He has shown his love and taken away my disgrace from among my people. See, it was a disgrace for a woman not to have a child. She was so excited. Finally, after all these years, she would have a son. Can you imagine Elizabeth's surprise? When six months later, her cousin Mary showed up to visit. And at Mary's salutation or at Mary's greeting, I leaped in her womb. And mom was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth asked Mary, why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? I don't really understand it all, but my mother understood that Mary was to have the Son of God. And she said, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed, who believed, who believed. That's what it's all about, believing. Mary believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Mary shared with Elizabeth her experience with the angel Gabriel, the same angel that appeared to Zechariah, my dad. In the sixth month, 
the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled. She was troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will become upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born to you will be called holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So Mary stayed with mom until my birth. And then she returned home. After my birth, all my family, all the neighbors, all the friends celebrated that God had honored my mother with a child and they rejoiced with her. When I was eight years, excuse me, eight days old, I was circumcised and named. Everyone thought that I would be named Zachariah after my dad, but it was not to be. Elizabeth said, his name shall be called John. And they said to her, none of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father inquiring him what he wanted him to be called. And dad asked for a writing tablet. And he wrote, his name is John. John means beloved of God. John means gracious and mercy. He says his name is John. And they all wondered and immediately Dad's mouth was opened and his tongue loosened and he spoke. And his first words were blessings to God. And fear came on all my neighbors. And all these things were talked about throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts saying, what then will this child be? What then will this child be? Talk about me. And says, for the Lord's hand, or the hand of the Lord was with him. The hand of the Lord was with him. That was me. I knew from my earliest recollection that I was a Nazarite. 
I knew that I would be used and directed by God. How, I didn't know. But that was later on. When I was three months old, another great occurrence took place. Of course, I wasn't there. But Madame told me the story many times. She talked about that in the days, a degree went out from Caesar, Augustus, that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward man. When the angel went away from them into the heavens. The shepherds said one to another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Growing up and living life as a Nazarite was quite challenging. But really the question and statement made at my naming summed it up pretty well. What then will this child be? What then will this child be? And then the statement for the hand of the Lord was with him. I know I did nothing to deserve that, but God was so good to me. I committed my life to reading and studying the Torah and the prophets. I read of my ancestor, Abraham, going to Moriah to offer his son, his only son, his only begotten son, Isaac, and after Isaac had been laid on the altar, already to be sacrificed, God spoke to Abraham, sparing Isaac's life and proclaiming 
the Lord will provide. Yes, he provided a sacrifice so that Isaac would not have to die. It was years later when David was king that David purchased that same land that where Abraham was to be sacrificed, David bought it, and that's where Solomon would build the temple upon, where prophetically God spoke to Abraham and said, the Lord will provide. When Moses was preparing to lead my people from slavery, from Egypt to the promised land, he was told to take a lamb, a lamb for the family, and to offer it, and to take the blood and put it on the doorpost so that the angel of death could see the blood and pass over that household. A lamb for the family. But not just any lamb. It had to be a lamb that was without spot and without blemish. Behold, a lamb that was spotless. I read where the prophet Isaiah, he spoke to Ahaz, the king of Israel. He says, again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. And the prophet said, then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The Lord will provide a lamb. He later said, comfort Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. A voice cries. A voice cries in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. That was me. 700 plus years before I was born, over 700 years before I came along, he was preparing for me to prepare the way for him, the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. The Lord would provide. Behold the Lamb. Can you understand my excitement? You're probably saying, well, what did all this mean? Let me assure you, I had plenty of questions. There was many things that I did not understand, but I understood some things. 
One of the things I understood that this was the lamb that was to be provided. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and full of truth. I bore witness of that. That's the reason this was he of whom said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. And from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. Behold, the Lamb. Some people thought that I was a lamb, but I assured them that was not me. They asked over and over again, who are you? And, and I said, I am not the Christ. They asked me if I was Elijah, and I told them no. They said, are you the prophet? Again, the answer was no. They kept asking, who are you? The reason they kept asking is they had been sent from the leaders to find out who I was, and they needed a reply. And I said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. I am the voice that Isaiah proclaimed, make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, they ask if you are not Elijah or the Christ or the prophet, why are you baptizing? And I told them, I baptize with water. But among you stands someone whose shoe latchet and sandal I'm not worthy to untie. Can you imagine my joy when Jesus approached me and proclaimed? And I said, behold, the Son of God, or the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus came to me to be baptized. I didn't want to do it. I mean, think about it. Who was I to baptize the Lord in water, to baptize the Son of God in water, to baptize the Lamb of God. Who was I? But Jesus said, this needs to be done to fulfill all righteousness. So I baptized him. And when he came up out of the water, some amazing things happened. A voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. Behold, the Lamb of God. From that time, some of my disciples, some of my disciples left me and started following Jesus. But what was that to me? I must decrease. He must increase. And his ministry really couldn't start until I was out of the way. So here I stand, feeling like an old man, but I'm just in my early 30s. But knowing I had fulfilled my assignment. And my time on this earth would be ending shortly. Many things I don't know. 
many things I don't understand. But the prophecy made by God to Abraham, I will provide. He provided a lamb for the individual. Isaac didn't have to die. Later he provided a lamb for the family as they got ready to leave Egypt to go to the promised land. He provided. Then he provided a lamb for the nation throughout all the time of their wanderings and the time in the temple a sacrifice was made. But now he was doing more than providing a lamb for an individual, more than a lamb for the family, more than a lamb for Israel. Now he was providing a lamb for the world. Behold the lamb. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The greatest gift that's ever been given was when Jesus Christ was sent to this earth to be of the Lamb of God that has to be slain for your sins and my sins. Truly, God has provided a Lamb. The greatest gift, but sadly there were those in Jesus' day who didn't accept the gift. He came into his own and his own received him not. And sadly there are many in the world today, maybe some that are here, maybe some that are listening in, that you've never accepted the gift, the greatest gift that could ever be offered. A gift that keeps giving and giving and giving because Jesus is the Son of God. So if you've not accepted that gift today, can I encourage you to take advantage of the greatest gift? Don't leave it under your spiritual Christmas tree. Open it and receive it. Because God has provided a lamb before the foundation of the world. Join me in prayer. Holy Spirit, thank you for the opportunity of sharing the greatest story known to man. The story of an eternal God that loved us with an everlasting love and well before we were ever thought about God provided God provided a lamb God help us help us to accept that gift minister to us with every head bound every eye closed I'd like to just ask you if you're here and you've never accepted that gift I can't think of a better day today than to unwrap it and receive it. The gift of eternal life. The gift of Jesus Christ. The gift of Christmas. 
So if that's here today, if you've never accepted Jesus, or maybe you'd like to recommit your life to the Lord, just slip up your hand and let me see it. Now I want to pray with you before we conclude this service. Real quickly, are there those? For those of us that are Christians, we need to be praising God for His goodness and His mercy and His grace and thank Him for the greatest gift that's known to man. Let's worship the Lord together. Could I invite you to stand with us? On behalf of our pastor and staff here at OAG, we want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of our ministry. We are grateful for you and the support you give our church and its ministries so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do to be the family church for the family of God. For more content from Pastor Strickland and Oxford Assembly of God, check out our media website at oag.church/media.